Like just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean that your pain is not important. And just because your doctor is not listening to you does not mean that your pain is not important and it's not real. Your pain is 100% real. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Babe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode. Before we dive in, I wanted to share with you guys about our sponsors for today's episode. So today's episode is brought to you by the Endo Babe Do-It-Yourself course, which is my online self-paced course designed specifically for women with endometriosis to help you learn how to manage your stress, your anxiety, and your endometriosis all from the comfort of your couch. It is a fucking badass program. I have been working on it for so long and it is jam-packed full of value. 20 plus video modules, worksheets, recipes, all of the tools that you need to decrease your flare-ups, to combat stress and anxiety during this really scary time with COVID-19 running rampant. I know a lot of us are so stressed out right now and it's causing more flare-ups. And inside of this program, you have meditations, coping tools, all sorts of mechanisms that you guys can use and learn to reduce your stress and in turn, reduce your flare-ups and have more good days than bad. If you've been wanting to work with me, but it just hasn't been in budget right now, and I know with everybody losing their jobs, and again, stress is just high, and so money is an issue, but this is the most affordable way that you guys can work with me, because with this program, you also get three free months in my membership program for live coaching, Q&As, and access to me during my office hours. I am so grateful that I can offer this to you guys at such an affordable price. It's only $89. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And you can always DM me at Chelsea Bree if you want to chat about it or you have any questions. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome back. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. Um, this episode of the Endo Babe podcast, I have the beautiful Barbara back again, and we are chatting all things coronavirus, endometriosis, working in a hospital, um, how we're feeling emotionally and physically, and just everything that's going on in the world right now. It's a fantastic episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe podcast. I have the beautiful Barbara here again. And this is kind of a continuation from last week's podcast. I think it's interesting, like, I kind of forgot what I was going to say, but I'm going to say this instead. (laughs) Um, Like right now with the pandemic and like women are, their surgeries are being canceled and a lot of their appointments are being pushed off or that it's virtual and like made to seem like not important. Like just because 
there's a pandemic doesn't mean that your pain is not important. And just because your doctor is not listening to you does not mean that your pain is not important and it's not real. Your pain is 100% real. Yes. And it's always important regardless if there's a pandemic or not. Right. And I think um, with this pandemic, I think we need to show kindness to people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. I know. Like it's, it's, we could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like there has been just like a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like one thing that I've been seeing is. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Cause <laughs> I've been seeing like a comment that's like, if you're struggling with the idea of being in isolation right now, like think of all those women that are chronically ill and they're always in isolation. I'm just like, oh my God, like that hurts my heart. (laughs) Like that's, we're all going through such a big trauma right now. Like why are we judging somebody for how they're dealing with this trauma? Yes. And like, imagine somebody saying that to you when you first became either diagnosed or you were unable to do the things you normally did. Like, you were unable to work full-time or you were <clears throat> just unable to do your typical regular routine because of endo, because of another chronic illness, because of life, because of a global pandemic, whatever. Imagine if somebody said that to you in that, well, now you know what it feels like for me. Like, no, it's, it's still hurtful and it's still hard for yeah. everybody. And I bet like you guys just rolled your eyes at that because it's fucking ridiculous. Like we're all going through a trauma right now and it's really hard and people are struggling. They aren't just struggling with the idea of isolating. They are having a normal reaction to the trauma they're experiencing and like people are losing their lives and their jobs and their freedom and their sanity and human connection. And maybe being at home, they get, (laughs) I was going to, Oh, maybe being at home is like a not safe environment Yes. or maybe they need to, maybe they're an alcoholic and they need to like go out of the house and like do things to keep busy. So they don't turn to the bottle like you have no idea what somebody's going through and so like I've been seeing that all over Instagram and it's been just like breaking my heart because people can be so mean and we get so mad at people like our community gets so mad at people for being really mean all the time yes (laughs) and then we're coming out with stuff like this during this time when we should all be coming together right and I I get like the sentiment I get the like now you're experiencing some of what I feel when I feel trapped at home. Yeah. Um, let me help you. This is what I do while I feel trapped at home. Would be better. Yes. And I just, I don't know. And I feel like everyone's judging everyone. Like, oh, you're wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. You're wearing gloves. You're not wearing gloves. You are going to the grocery store because you need food. Oh my God, how dare you go outside? It's just... Oh, you're you're working? Like, how dare you work? It's like, stop. Let's all take a moment. Take a breath. If people are working, it's probably because they have to. 
Yeah, they're not choosing to go to work. <laughs> it's it's because they have to. You know, like healthcare workers are working. Yeah. Grocery store personnel are working. Delivery people are working. A lot of people, and then a lot of people are still working from home. Like people are still working. Stop. Just stop judging everybody else. <laughs> Seriously. And did you see, um, oh, was I, I don't, I don't remember where I saw it, but they were like, there's been like nurses and scrubs. They're like telling nurses and like healthcare workers to not wear their scrubs out in public because people are like throwing shit at them. Yeah. It's, it's either, um, bringing out the best in people or the worst. Um, I work in healthcare. I work in a nursing home. I'm not a nurse. Um, I work in the admissions department, but right now we're doing what we can. Like I'm helping doing whatever I can, answering phones, answering call lights, passing out meals, cleaning what I can, doing whatever I can. Um, but I'm wearing scrubs, which I typically don't wear just to protect my clothes and to keep my Corona clothes, if you will, separate from like my regular business mm-hmm. attire. Um and I bought gas yesterday or was buying gas yesterday and somebody paid for my gas. Oh, that that's person, really nice. Like I was faddling around with like, I had to keep the chip in, but I didn't realize I had to keep the chip in. It was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go inside and the person who was in front of me saw me in my scrubs and paid for my gas, which Aww. I mean, gas is incredibly cheap right now, which is a blessing. My God, it's insane. It's insane. But um, like, thank you. Like, thank you. And a lot of places are, like, giving out coffee, like, free coffee or free mm-hmm. donuts or free whatever to people, um, like, essential employees. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. Or in some places, they saw a woman pumping gas and scrubs, and they threw food at her. Yeah. It's just, like, like you're right. It's, like, either way. And, like, why can't we all just be fucking nice? <laughs> and, um, Yeah. Yeah, I know like a lot of restaurants, Austin's like a really foodie town. A lot of restaurants around Austin, like if you're wearing your scrubs or you have your ID badge, like mm-hmm. they'll give you like free food up to like 15% or $15, yeah. sorry. Um, or like Chipotle delivered 50 free burritos to my work last week, which is yeah. really cool. Be Good was actually going to give us free, I don't know if you guys have that, but it's like a food chain. Whatever. Um, I think I know. Right? Maybe someone will know. Um, they were going to give us free food, but unfortunately, we're not allowing food in, like wow. from outside, like delivery or any of that. We're not allowing. Wow. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Don't tell me. Why? Yeah. Uh, just to reduce the amount of people coming in. Oh, okay. okay That's okay. literally why. Um, so we don't like, if God forbid, the delivery worker. Extra contaminate people. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we are. I work in, like I said, I work in a nursing home. So we have like a very. Um, elder. Yeah. They're, they're elderly um, and they're vulnerable to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just trying to limit all of everything. Yeah. For, and we have cases. So like we're trying to limit people coming in so we don't. Protect all of everybody. Big, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I feel you. Yeah. It's hard hard times, wild times. It is. It's, it's hard. And I think it's hard. I think it's natural for people to complain. Um, Mm -hmm. and then 
I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel guilty for complaining because like we all have things, but those feelings that you are feeling are not invalid. Like you can, you're allowed to feel them. Someone said that to me the other day. They were like, you're right. We are lucky that we have the proper masks and the proper gowns and we have all that. But yes, they're uncomfortable. And breathing in your own hot air all day is gross. And if you're not it's really gross. <laughs> and being hot is not great. Yeah. Um, so like we're allowed to be grateful for the things that we have, but we're also allowed to feel uncomfortable because we are. And everyone's scared. Everybody's scared. Even like how like I work in a hospital, I'm an ultrasound tech. And like even healthcare workers are scared. Mm-hmm. especially because it took so long for administration to implement things. So like we were seeing in the news, it was like all over the news. Like that was all I saw. Like you walk into the break room and it's like the news. You walk into this other area and the TV's in there. It's the news talking about coronavirus and they're not requiring anybody to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And then literally a week later, we – have to walk in and get our temperature check and everybody gets a mask when they walk in. Yeah. We, we are now, and I even had somebody say something to me like, Oh, your business and you get an N95 mask. And like, yes, typically I do work in an office away from like the population of residents. I don't typically like pre pandemic, like have, super, super contact with the residents. I mean, I do because I love them and I like to hang out with them, but like I wouldn't have to. Yeah. However, in this time we aren't taking admissions. So I am doing whatever I can. I go into patients' rooms. I do all the things. So yes, I, I get an N95. Everyone in the building gets one. And like, I get it. Like thinking of me as a business person, like you're right on a typical day, I shouldn't get one because I don't touch people. No, that I am now. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, even the fact that somebody was like, oh, your business, like, another judgment. That's, I feel like you're judged, you're so harshly judged if you wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, if you, like, mask. Right. And I get, you don't understand. Dispose of your mask. Like, yes. Like, so we reuse our N95 masks until they're yucky, like, or they get, like, gross. Um, So we do – we keep reusing them. However, when you see people out at the supermarket wearing an N95, one, they could have a sick child at home, so they're doing the best they can to protect themselves and their child. Two, they could be reusing that mask from when they did sheetrock work two years ago, and they just happened to have the mask. Like – if you're hoarding hundreds and thousands and tens of, of masks, yes, that's wrong. However, if you have an N95 mask in your house and you put it on to go to the supermarket, that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's okay. If you're buying all of them that you can find and hoarding them so healthcare workers don't have them, like that's that's where the issue is. But if you have the things in your house or if you have a reason to wear them, whether you're sick or you have a sick family member that you live with, but you still need groceries because we all need to eat, that's okay. Like, stop judging everyone you see Yeah. outside. Like, just think that everyone's doing the best that they can. And if you're not, then 
then do the best that you can. <laughs> Seriously, just try to do, and I mean, that's all we can ask for is to try to do the best that we can. Yeah. And we just know like everybody's scared right now. Even if you're working on the front lines, even if you're at home, you lost your job, even if, even if you're at home and you can work from home and you haven't lost your income, like everybody's really scared right now. And so anxiety is high, overwhelm is high. Nobody's sleeping very well. Everybody's sleeping more. People are sleeping less. Like everybody is just like, everything is off. I've been asking a lot of women because I recently had my period and it was heavy. It was so heavy and so painful. And I was telling Eli, I was like, wow. Because normally my period, because I have seed cycle and do all of these things and my period's normally like four days and it's pretty light, you know? And I was like, wow, this period reminded me of my first period after excision surgery. Yeah. Which just like debilitated me. It like took me out. It was like more painful than my surgery recovery. (laughs) Um, And I asked, I like put it on a poll on my stories and asked and Every single, I had more responses to that poll in that question box than I think I've ever had. And everybody was like, my period's super heavy. It's super painful. I don't have a period. It's irregular. Like it's coming early. It's not coming. It's coming late. Like everybody's period's messed up. Everybody's in more pain than usual. Oh yeah. It's just crazy. It's, and I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like my PMS Mm. was, turned up 3000%. And I don't know if it was, so it hit, you know, perfect storm. So I was PMSing my last week working from home. Um, so I worked from home for three weeks. I was quarantined for two because I went on an airplane and then I worked from home for an extra week. And then I went back to work And that last week working from home was torture. Like it was, it was not for me. It's just not, I can't, it's not for me, especially when I knew I could be at the facility helping. Like, it's just like Chelsea and I were talking about earlier. Like I, we don't miss school. Like we, <laughs> I can't not do my job. Um, and it was really hard for me. Um, and looking back, I can acknowledge that, but in the moment I, I couldn't yeah. really wrap my brain around it. Um, but it was, it's hard. It was rough. And I think everyone, whether you're in isolation, if you're going to work, if you've lost your job, like everyone's everyone's struggling. And I know people at work were like, well, you got to stay home for three weeks. I'd love to stay home for three weeks. And I'm like, I probably would have said that to somebody too. Like, I always was like, I would love to work from home. I'd love to. But like, especially in this situation, I know and knew that I could be doing more yeah, than what I could at home. And I'm a very like hands-on, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do person that like, I'm not good with doing nothing. Yeah. Like I'm, I I can't, that's just, that's not an option. I just. Well, and it's so funny because. So like I am always busy because I work full time at the hospital. And then normally when I'm not at the hospital, like I know what I need to do. Like I'm working Mm -hmm. on like content and like podcasting and (laughs) 
like working with my clients and like creating new programs and like doing all of these things for my personal business for Endo Babe. And I, so I, it's been really slow at the hospital. And so they've cut us down to like part-time hours. And I worked like Sunday and Monday of last week, part of Monday. And then I got called off Wednesday, Tuesday. And then I got called off this entire week. And I just like, I knew everything that I had to be doing. And I just like, wasn't doing it. Like I couldn't do it. Like I had like this huge mental block, like even though I'm home and I could work from home just fine. Like I do it all the time. Yeah. Like I couldn't do anything. And I like finally had a call with my coach on last Friday and she was like, what's going on? I was like, I haven't done anything. Yeah. And she was like, well, Chelsea, like, why? I was like, well, because I want it to like, I like my sense of controlling everything and wanting everything to be perfect, like we were talking about earlier, um, was like super heightened because of everything that was going on in the world. My grandma passed away, COVID-19, like all of this crazy shit. And I just like was wanting to control something. And so I just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And she was like, well, how many people are you helping if you're not doing anything? And I was like, nobody. (laughs) I'm not helping anybody. (laughs) Okay, you're right. And she was like, Chelsea, you're not feeling your feelings. You're just like shoving them inside. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been really working on like feeling my feelings and actually like moving through things. And I feel a lot better this week. But it just like, being home all the time and like everything that's going on in the world, it like hits everybody so different. And it does. But I feel like everybody, I don't know, we're all struggling right now and it's okay if we're all struggling right now. Right. And it's not a competition of who's struggling more. No. Like it's so, it's so not. And like I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day and I was complaining about my mask. And then I like backtracked and I was like but I'm so grateful I have one and she's like you're grateful that you have one but also acknowledge that it sucks yeah and it does and they're both valid right like I'm I am grateful that I get to wear that mask I am like and I'm grateful that I get to go to work and I'm happy that I'm fighting the fight and trying and doing what I can even if it is an uphill battle that we might not win um, but that doesn't mean that wearing your mask doesn't suck because it does. Virtual hug. Right. And I think, I think in my work, we're hitting that a bit of a wall to realize that we, we might not win. And that's hard because we, we all like love our residents and we have connections to them and it's, we could do a whole podcast on this, but it's really, really hard to watch a family member outside of a window look at their family member who's passing away. Like that's that's not easy. That's that's hard and it sucks. Um, and yeah, that's hard. That's okay. It's hard. Have you felt those feelings? Have you let them out? Are you pushing them deep inside? Um, I would say a little bit of both. 
Um, a little bit of both. There was a moment um, last week where I some like I typically social workers do this. They like help family members call family, um, but somehow it just happened that it was me, <laughs> um, and I helped a resident talk to their family, and that conversation was them saying bye, um, and they were crying. The resident was crying. I was crying. We were all crying. Um, but like that, that was hard and that was awful. Um, and that's happening everywhere in every hospital, in every nursing home, in every healthcare facility that you're not allowed to see your person. Um, and yeah. Like as a worker there, like one thing I'm going to encourage you to do, sit in your car, (laughs) bathroom with a sad song. (laughs) And just cry and let it out because those feelings are okay. Oh yeah, no, it's I definitely have, and I I I have a commute which is beautiful right now because there's no traffic. Um, but it takes me right now about forty five minutes to get home. Um, and I give myself time. Good, because it is hard, and it yeah. is one well, it's easy, especially like I know you were so much like me <laughs> and it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to be a strong one. Yeah. And then push them down and then realize like, Oh, I'm not fine. Yes. And I think, I mean, that's my natural reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. We, we can do this. But, um, like in that moment, I couldn't not show my emotion because it was a very emotional moment. Um, for me, for the, like, I can't imagine, watching a loved one die through a window and not be able to reach out and hold their hand yeah, um, and have a stranger, which is me, be the one to hold their hand and hold the phone. I mean, he did not die right. I mean, they <laughs> did not die right then in the room. Um, but they have since, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard. And I think families often forget that it's hard on us too. Yeah. Um, it's so hard on them. It's so hard on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they can't come in. And my heart breaks for them every day. Um, it's hard to talk to somebody with dementia through a window and on the phone. And they say, just come in. Just come on in. But mm. they can't. Yeah. Um, and it's also hard when you only see somebody from like the eyes up with glasses and a shield and a, like they can't see who you are. Like they don't. No, you're just like a robot to them basically. Right. To, to them, to the family, to like families I'm sure would recognize me if they saw my face, <laughs> like, but they can't. <laughs> so they don't. Um, like it's very hard to recognize somebody from like, their eyeballs just the eyes yeah so one one thing that I saw recently uh I think it was on Instagram probably but it was this guy he was like head to toe in bunny suit with like the the masks the goggles and the head Mm -hmm. thing and he had a picture of himself yes it wasn't his badge but it was just like a picture of him being like his name and his title yeah hi I'm so-and-so I'm a blank so be like, I am Chelsea. I'm an ultrasound tech. So they can right. like look at your shirt and be like, okay, cool. Right. And like our name tags all have that, but 
we don't have our picture. Mm. I bring that up because I, I think I've seen that post of like people yeah. with like photos on their outfit. Yeah. Um, but then again, you're gonna have to throw that away every single time because it's on the outside of your gown and like there's a whole thing. So I don't know if it was actually a COVID thing or if it was just for Instagram. Right. Yeah, That's I don't know. Nice thought. It it's a lovely thought. And like I I t- I before COVID, be- yeah. when I just went into anyone's room, I always introduced myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like I like extra introduce myself. Because, like, I don't wear scrubs. And residents that I know and I know know me don't recognize me because yeah. I don't wear scrubs. My hair is up. Like, yeah. Can't see my mouth. <laughs> yeah. When it's so hard, like, I have a voice that um, the elderly have a very hard time hearing, like, my pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I had a hard time, like, speaking to them in general. And now I have a mask on right? <laughs> and they can't resort to reading my mouth. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a really hard challenge. A lot of um, people and mm-hmm. elderly and people who are hard of hearing rely on reading lips, but you cannot yeah. read lips if you have a mask on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very hard. And I feel like I es- express myself a lot through a smile, but now you can't tell from smiling. Like, you can't tell because you can't see my face. So it's like, is she smiling? I don't know. So it's like I've reverted to, like, awkwardly waving at everybody. Like, yeah. Oh, Barbara, I love you. This conversation has been you. so fun, always. So fun. Like, if you want to cut it up into 17 different podcasts, I'd be fine. <laughs> Seriously, like, we flow very easily. Like I was saying, we have – the same personality on all the personality tests except for one, which it's just like a very slight deviation. Which one? <laughs> um, Enneagram. I'm a seven year two. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, also, I mean, remember our like first call, which was yeah. just like what? <laughs> Half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And we talked for like two hours. <laughs> yep. And it didn't feel like weird. It was just like, oh yeah, we're just like you talked like your entire car ride home. <laughs> and then when I got home for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh yeah, it was like two hours because my car ride home was like an hour and a half. And then I remember being home, turning all all the lights and still chatting. <laughs> yeah, it was like our first combo. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love you. I've loved you ever since that call. <laughs> Right. Now you're stuck with me. Lucky you. <laughs> you can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, thank you for coming on the podcast again. I'm going to have you on so many more times. I mean, anytime. If anyone <laughs> wants to hear us chat. <laughs> Seriously. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I hope you have a wonderful night. And thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, babes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
I would love it, love, love, love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left me a review. It makes me so happy to hear from you guys. And if you're on Instagram, I would love it if you would screenshot this and tag me at Chelsea Bree. It's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I. You can even write what you got out of this episode. I adore you all and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I hope you all have a wonderful week and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.